0: Days. i i don't being featured on songs yeah maybe he's still featured on songs i feel like he probably hasn't put out an entire album in like years and years but that he is featured on every song ever yeah yeah so he's set for life smart <laughs> you never have to lay it out on the line exactly, exactly. uh so hi hi guys hello 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 everyone welcome back it's us. It feels like it's been
1: a while. I don't it know does. why. Maybe it's just been an eventful two weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, you had big life events, Alba. Yeah,
2: yeah. I uh, became an aunt for the second time this week or this past week. Very exciting. Got a new baby in the family. Cute. Yes. And she's adorable. Yeah, she is. And like, I'm not afraid to hold her, which is big for me. That is big. It, it, it took a while for my my first niece. Because they're so little, I'm always afraid that I'm not holding their heads properly. But now, like I just pick her up like it's nothing.
1: <laughs> You're seasoned now.
2: Yeah, no I got up. I got very long fingers. I'm putting them to use. There you go. I can like they just stretch like the length of her. Awesome.
0: She's very cute. you guys. So, uh, in in listening to our last episode, I realized that I I said the wrong. I said our podcast name wrong. But you had corrected yourself, actually, in the last I, episode, I think. Yeah, I corrected myself to the wrong name. I said it <laughs> right the first time. May I speak to pizza? And then I was like, no, guys, it's may we speak to pizza. But I was wrong about that. That's a lie. Yeah, it is may I. Don't don't try to look for a different podcast. <laughs> Maybe May We Speak to Pizza exists. Don't listen to that one. Only listen to this one. I'm the only one that matters. Yeah. So this week So do we have any notes Based off of Made in Manhattan um, Oh also Welcome to May We Speak to Pizza No <gasps> Welcome to May I Speak to I think to Natalie pizza. has another podcast
2: Called May We oh Speak to my
0: Pizza God.
2: Yeah, it's And where- she's, she's trying to be like To branch off
0: I see it <laughs> I sit around with my other friends <laughs> um, That totally exist I have them I have met um, them and, and then we just talk about this podcast, and it's it's really something, I, I have to say. It's, it's like, a review of our reviews of movies.
1: Yeah, it's like our wrap-up show. <laughs> As if, like, you know, after we record two-hour podcasts, we need an additional wrap-up.
0: <laughs> so that, that makes up a, like, three-hour review of a film that was, like, one and a half hours max. Yep. Yeah, I, I think this week's
2: movie might be our shortest movie yet.
0: It oh, felt really true. short,
2: which it felt like in line with what I love about romantic comedies. Because I'm here for 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, I don't want to stay longer than that. It's long. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm. I'm not here for almost two hours of Jennifer Lopez and Fines.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it's not a happening. Little hard. Well, so I wanted to uh, get into this movie, but before we do that, uh, we can go around and introduce ourselves. I'm yes. Jen Schaefer. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram
0: at Yo, It's Jen. I'm Natalie Levy. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Natalie Levy Costa. I'm still getting used to introducing myself by my married name. Um, And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at NRLSEE. And I'm
2: Alba Towers. You can follow me at Alba Towers on both Instagram and Twitter.
1: And this is May I Speak to Pizza.
0: May I Speak to Pizza
1: all right so this week we covered the movie pretty in pink
0: so i i pulled up the imdb page for it okay and i can go ahead and read to you the very short imdb synopsis awesome so pretty in pink was released in 1986 it was rated pg-13 and the uh description is as follows a poor girl must choose between the affections of her doting childhood sweetheart and a rich but sensitive playboy. Lie. Like, <laughs> lie. She wasn't I'm a playboy. Sorry. Come on, That's, guys. None of she's this never is making what this a choice. About. There's no. no choice in this movie.
2: <laughs> no. There is a choice. She's either going to be alone or she's going to go for the sensitive playboy. Yeah. But there's no choice.
0: For real? Well, okay. So, uh, the way that I would have described this movie is cute redhead like the premise of this movie is super cute redhead has all of the dudes at her high school chasing her but oh no she's poor yeah like that's the
1: whole story it is well so before we get into like the actual uh analysis of the whole movie this is an older movie so have you guys watched it before
0: now yes Yes, I did, but I didn't remember anything about it. Okay, so yeah. there are no feelings that you had like prior to watching well, it. Like
1: when we brought it up, like what were your initial thoughts of the movie?
2: I watched this movie a really long time ago, and I think that I was trying to watch all of like the John Hughes movies, and I just remember like Sixteen Candles is really similar to this movie, but I like Sixteen Candles better. So this was just like the other one that I didn't like. <laughs> Because I don't like Andrew McCarthy's face. Like, I don't like... Oh, really? I don't like the heartthrob. And I realized, like, after I watched the movie, I I went on IMDb to figure out where, like... I mean, I know that he's an actor and has been in several things, but I'm like, I've seen you in something specific. It was Weekend at Bernie's. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a show that was, I think, on ABC called Lipstick Jungle that was trying to be, like, a... I think it was pre-Gossip Girl, but it was
1: kind of like a Sex
2: in the City, but for ABC. It was like so, ABC
1: Family Freeform when it was like in its teen years, right? No, it like, was
2: like, like, the, like the network, like ABC, like the actual, not ABC Family. Oh, okay. But it was with like Brooke Sh- Shields, and it was like three friends who had like high power jobs in Manhattan. And he was the romantic interest for one for of the characters. Brooke Shields? no for someone else whose name i can't remember
0: i was going to say she seems very tall for him.
2: <laughs> yeah no no it was not it was not her see i was
1: so into him in this movie interesting i, th- I think he's cute in this movie he's not as bad as christian slater sorry
0: <laughs>
1: wait do you mean well, oh what's his name
0: the james guy, spader james spader <laughs> James yeah.
2: Spader is like most of my note. Like I took notes, and then I just got to like James Spader's characters, a Dick, and I just like repeated that over and over again. <laughs>
1: He's the guy <laughs> from the Blacklist, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, who's like the the cool rich guy's a uh, really awful best friend. Just
0: really yeah, awful know, person. Yeah. Yes. Who whose name is Steph? Steph. <laughs>
2: F-Y-I.
0: Yeah. Yes, his Steph. name is Steph.
2: And I watch things with closed captioning <laughs> because it's what I do, <laughs> and it's with two F's. In case you were wondering Do you think it's
1: Stefano? (laughs) I hope so evil Stefano (laughs)
0: Um, So okay So if you guys could describe this movie In a better way than IMDB did Because that was a straight (laughs) up lie That they told um, How would you summarize it?
1: Um, 16 candles with a cuter lead And a little bit more emo
2: Oh, oh no. it is kind of the emo. The Sixteen Candle guy is, oh, Jen. He's way
1: cuter than this guy. Oh, okay. Oh, no, so I thought that you meant. Sixteen Candles has a yeah. cuter lead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. understood. Sorry. Oh, I, okay. I may have said that wrong. But okay, yes, uh, Sixteen but, Candles no. does have the much hotter lead. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So this is like a knockoff of Sixteen Candles with yeah. a less cute lead. And it's a little bit more emo because she talks about her dad being depressed and her mom leaving her and being poor.
0: And being poor. The, the problem that I have is that I've never seen 16 Candles, actually. Oh. So now I'm, I keep trying to find pictures of this, like, hunky dude. He's and sitting on his car. It's like an yeah. iconic image of him. No, it's all pictures of Anthony Michael Hall and yeah, Long Duck no.
1: Dong, <laughs> which is very racist, by yeah. the way. Yeah. It, that, that was kind of the tarnish on the 16 Well, and the yeah, underwear stuff.
2: There's some things. It's not. But. Yeah, it, it's a problematic movie, just like this one.
0: It just yeah. has a Potter lead, which oh, is like, oh, hey, he is cute. He looks like um Chris Evans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Eighties Chris Evans. Yeah, he does. So we should also mention probably that the. And I think that this is the case. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. The catalyst for us actually watching this movie was the piece that Molly Ringwald wrote for The New Yorker a couple weeks ago. Um, I think that we tweeted it out. But it was basically all about how um, incredibly touching and poignant John Hughes movies were for kids growing up in the 80s and all of the blind spots that he seemed to have around race and – Gender and like a woman's autonomy over her own body. Um, So maybe, how how did you guys feel about that piece? Because I know I read it, Alba. You read it, Jen? Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. Um, I really
2: I liked it because she made really good points. Like the whole like the piece starts with her watching um, the Breakfast Club with her daughter, and realizing that. There are some problems in the movie now that you watch it in 2018, especially after the whole Me Too movement and everything that's really come into um, come into the light about just the treatment of women in general in everyday life, not just Hollywood. And it's a problematic movie, and how you kind of have to deal with loving this person because she was his muse and she owes him her career, but. you can still step back and realize that he was not a perfect person and he made movies that perhaps reflected the time but don't necessarily age well Um,
0: yeah i i could totally see that and i think like actually this movie and the ducky character are a great representation of like who i think john hughes saw himself as and how like in the Cold light of 2018, maybe that's not the way that you want to represent yourself.
2: Yeah, I can totally see him like writing that character as himself. I had, like, as I remember watching that movie, when I first watched the movie, I never thought that there was anything wrong with a ducky character. And one of my first notes is that, like, he's super problematic because he's basically the embodiment of, like, the friend zone, which is yeah crap, the nice that guy it does not exist yeah. like just because you love someone doesn't mean that they love you back and if you've never talked to them about and they just talk to you all the time and they're your best friend you don't owe them anything yeah. so i yeah like all the except for her dad because like he was going through something the men in this movie are terrible
0: oh the men in this movie they come out smelling like like hot shit yeah
2: like james spader like just wanted to punch him in his perfect beautiful face i didn't oh yeah for god like i disconnected the like blacklist ultron like each he's bald yeah
1: bald and and in this movie he has a beautiful head of hair he
0: has the perfect like
1: 80s hair oh my god I
0: have a note here flip i wish that i could find it really really quickly oh okay <laughs> i my note is i hate myself for being into james spader <laughs> that hair Exclamation it's the point. hair it is the, the all-white suit uh, yeah
1: it's the all-white suit he wears like the most on point '80s outfits. I like. Keep wondering <laughs> where they are because, like, it doesn't really feel like Chicago. But I
0: don't know. They're where in else. Ohio. They're in Ohio. All these movies take place in Ohio. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All the John's Hughes, John Hughes movies. Interesting. Um, but oh, so something that I did kind of note was not just how problematic like the men in this movie are but also it, it seemed like it seemed like no one was cool in this movie right it seemed like all of the girls that she went to high school with were not cool record store girl had a lot of problems <laughs> um all of the men had like some very severe like emotional dis- distress um either that or they were like cowards And the only person I think that maybe even seemed moderately okay was our main character. Um, But even still, like, she had a lot of issues that I was like, no, 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 girl, Andy, like, stand up for yourself. So I wonder if, like, that that was intentional. Like, he was, like, trying to show a realistic portrait of the, like, how flawed teen existence might be in 1980s America. I definitely think so. I definitely think
1: that he like is representing like teen angst and just how like as a teenager you have a tendency to like over exaggerate an issue that like first of all isn't really an issue or like isn't something that like you should even be like concerned with like her socioeconomic position was like such a huge like self esteem point for her and it didn't make any sense because like her house, like, you know how she, like, freaks out at some point during the movie that this, like, cute rich guy, oh, yeah. and she you can't calls take him, me like, home. Richie, she, like, flips out because. You know he has to drop her off in front of her house and there's nothing wrong with her house like it's not like she lives like they don't show her in like a trailer home she or you know like and even if you did live in a trailer home who cares you're in high school like it's not i don't know like it it just seems like super important to her and i just think that like thinking back to high school i can totally see myself as like in a position where i would think something that really didn't matter, like the shoes I wear, whether or not they're brand name, like those are the kind of things that she's worried about. Those were things that I think like as a teenager, like I probably considered to be more important than what they actually are. And it wasn't until, you know, growing up and gaining retrospect as more of an adult and understanding that, you know, the things that you wear and the material things that you own is not an accurate representation of who you are and what part you play in society. So I think it definitely um, accurately portrays this, like this existence in teenager, day-to-day life where you know you can go from being so happy because a boy kissed you to then being really concerned because your dad doesn't have a job and you know he's depressed and your mom is gone and you have to make your own clothes because you can't afford to buy clothes and you know just kind of over everything that is a part of your life even though you know there's nothing really out of the ordinary happening to you
0: yeah. yeah, and that drama is really, I, I thought it was, like, maybe not interesting, but a little bit painful, because the things that she is concerned about, where she's like, I don't want you to see where I live, Andrew McCarthy, who, by the way, I, I know I said this, I thought he was so dreamy in this movie, I was like, <laughs> yes, I would be into him in high school, Um she was really concerned about her status or her like perceived wealth but like her dad was a straight up alcoholic right like everyone saw that he was depressed also yeah i think he was
1: suffering from like really severe depression because her mom left them and he just wouldn't get out of bed and get a job which is crazy
0: Yeah, and she seemed to, like, be so willing and ready to take care of him when, in actuality, like, the thing that you should be concerned about is the fact that, like, your dad can't take care of himself. Yeah. Not, like, whether or not Andrew McCarthy sees where you live. Right.
2: Yeah, like, she treated those problems like they were all the same. And I think, like, the very real problem and the thing that was unfair about her life is that she, as a child because you're still in high school you're taking care of your parent and that was like for her the equivalent like the same thing as dramatic as not wanting this guy to take her home or take her to a party that she didn't want to go to which like i i get that i wouldn't want like you can't ask someone out and take them to a party y'all let's what? talk
0: about this party
1: no it's terrible well let's talk about the rich kids in this movie because the way that they paint high school is they point all of these blondes and i I wrote a note of how all the blondes are the enemies because it's like this troop of like tall blonde tan (gasps) girls in the middle of ohio are all the bitches that literally across the room are like mouthing mean things to her and her friend and granted her friend is also like instigating some of this but like Molly Ringwald's character, Andy, has absolutely nothing to do with this. She's just a bystander, and they still are relentlessly bullying her, which doesn't make any sense. They, like, they make fun of her clothes. Um, which are cool as hell. I know. So she right. makes them herself.
2: That's the thing that you learn after high school, that, like, not wearing what everyone else wore, like, having a semblance of, like just identity it's great like i wish i knew how to make
1: clothes but they definitely drew a line between what was considered to be like the punk rock slash uh i guess alternative lifestyle people who were like one end of the spectrum versus all of the preppy rich kids which was the other end and it it didn't really seem like there was an in between you either belong to one or another so it was um very noticeable from the very beginning that you know she belonged to the outcast group and it almost seemed like she purposefully like ostracized herself from being a part of, you know, a bigger group. And they both did. You know, both groups just didn't associate with one another. Except yeah. for when Steph, aka maybe Stefano, uh tried to hit on her. <laughs> <laughs> tried to hit on her on her way in. Um and she just, you know, shot him down, which in all fairness, he was trash. So she put him in his place. Yeah. She was a great uh, main character, I think. I think for um as problematic as the movie may be, I think she was a pretty strong female lead. Um, yeah. Especially compared to some of the movies that we've seen. I think that she stood her ground really well. And she kind of told her truth and saw things a certain way and didn't necessarily conform to what everybody else thought. I think she was for sure concerned about what everybody else thought. But I think she did a pretty okay
2: job. Yeah. Of... She showed up to the prom on her own.
1: Yeah. She did do that.
0: Yeah. And I could totally... I. So I I have a big problem with the idea that like these male directors have these female muses who like for all intents and purposes they use up and throw away. But in this movie, I could totally see why young Molly Ringwald would have been a muse to John Hughes. Like she is so she is so perfect and authentic on screen. She just seems yeah. so approachable and real and. Beautiful and complicated in a way that I feel like must have really spoken to girls of that age in the 1980s.
2: Yeah, and she had. I mean, as much as she was his muse, she had a lot of say in um, the films that they made together, and she had a lot of. Yeah, she had a lot of feedback. I can't remember. I was reading this earlier because I looked up trivia on this movie, Um, but. There were a lot of things, and she actually mentioned that in the New Yorker piece where she, the character of Ducky was modeled after her real life best friend that she's had since high school, and he's actually gay. And she really wanted Ducky's character to be gay. And in, I think it was Entertainment Weekly, did like a 20 year reunion of this film with uh, Molly Ringwald and John Cryer. And they oh, asked John them, Crier like, John Cryer
0: was so adorable. In the this scene movie. of him
2: singing to Otis is just... And dancing is fantastic. Okay, sorry. Continue, Alba. But, um, yeah, they asked them, like, where the characters are now. And she's like... She thinks that Andy and Blaine would have broken up shortly after the movie ended. <laughs> yes. And Ducky would have come out as a gay man. Yes! Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I see I that. I can see that, yeah. And maybe, you know, it, the 80s wouldn't have been... <laughs> maybe the time to have a film with, like, a gay best friend, but... Well, it makes sense and I think it would have made for a better movie because I hate like I hate Ducky's character like I I like Ducky's character I appreciate male female relationship but I feel like so many times in films it's portrayed the wrong way it's usually someone has feelings for the other person that aren't reciprocated and like sometimes you're just friends with guys and there's nothing there and it's fine and it's normal and people have those relationships all the time
0: yeah, he definitely struck me as like <laughs> not a love interest, like more like the OG overly controlling gay BFF. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> like he appreciates her fashion sense. He has incredible fashion sense himself. Oh my god. He's so well dressed. The
1: blazers are
2: oh, so the- good. This movie is very much my like aesthetic for
1: my 30s yeah ducky ducky though it's the ducky aesthetic yeah Yeah, her because in all fairness i hated her dress at the end it was horrible it was (gasps) i I thought it was hideous
0: i'm so glad someone else said something because i was so upset that she destroyed two dresses that i was like these were perfect (laughs) well
2: especially uh her friend's dress like I don't know if they had an understanding, like, because I thought, like, oh, you would have this dress that my mother bought me for my prom. Mm-hmm.
1: So and she's you like, can I'm going to take it. this. I need it. So I'm going to take yeah, it. Home. I, I need cut it. it. I'm going to cut it. Yeah. And disassemble it and make it into a hideous thing and wear that yeah, into a like,
0: shapeless
2: it, smock. It was yeah, horrendous. I don't like the tight neck. I
1: feel like. No, but she also made herself like giant sleeves and yes. a I mean, shapeless no things. Well, when she was drawing her sketch, it looked like she was drawing a coffin. First of all, because <laughs> I was like, "What is she gonna make? Like, this isn't the shape of a dress. This is the shape of something you die in. Like,
0: what is this?" What is that?
2: One of one of the trivia bits on IMDb is that Molly Ringwald hated that dress. Good, I'm glad. Good. Make Good. To I'm hear so that.
0: glad to hear that. It makes it's me like redeeming. her. Yeah, for uh, sure. Even more. Yeah, her dad, her drunk dad, comes home with this dress that I'm like, "Yes, Dad, you redeemed yourself." <laughs>
1: And then she calls him out and is like, well, where'd you get the money for this? And I'm thinking like, oh, does he have, like, a gambling problem that we're just gonna so I was like, is he dealing or, drugs? Yeah, like, what is <laughs> he doing at home on the lot. side? Yeah, and he's always home. Like, and, um, I guess it's fair that she calls him out on things, because I think teenagers do that, too, where they, like, think that they're, uh, you know, adults. I mean, in this case, I think she did have to be the yeah. adult in the relationship because her mother was gone and her father was moping around the house and Had no form of income other than like a part-time job, which is not enough to sustain, you know, two people. Even in the 80s, I mean, maybe it was more sustainable at the time. But nevertheless, I mean, she's working and she's making her own income to be able to pay for her own things, but they have a house to worry about and she's in high school. So why is he still laying in bed and why is she waking him up in the morning telling him to go find a job? I mean that for sure um, I think is one of the themes that they touch on in this movie that makes it a little bit more serious and I think is probably why it seemed more relatable to teenagers at the time because it's showing teenagers in a light that isn't just teenagers are dumb they're stupid they're only concerned with sex drugs and you know skipping school and doing things like that it was more so you know she's a good student she cares about her school she likes a guy and she has problems at home which she keeps to herself and i think that's more accurate for a representation of a person who's maybe like 18 or 17 in high school than a lot of what other movies maybe have portrayed so i can i think since then we've seen a lot more of that but at the time i think it was probably a pretty big deal to come out with something like that.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like, at least the way that I perceive it, and maybe I'm wrong, is that nowadays it feels like movies made for teenagers are very clean. Does that make sense? Like, everything seems really clean. The parents are always really put together. Like, there's something about the opening montage of this movie that I can totally see why kids in the 80s flock to it because like that town seems like a real shithole and everything everything seems like a little bit dirty. Like she even so she has like this vintage pink Aston Martin that like I think that when Mike and I were watching it the first time, I didn't realize what kind of car it was. Evidently this is like Mike's dream car. (laughs) Um it's like a vintage Aston Martin and it has like a huge dent in the side. And I'm like, yes that is that is what a teenager's car looks like. Yeah, like there were so many small details about this film that I was like, that I I, I at the very least identified with and felt like this seems real. Ducky. Yeah, and
2: her having an after-school job. Yeah, at the mall. Like, so a- another bit of trivia: Anthony Michael Hall was actually offered the role of Ducky.
0: I'm glad he did not take it.
2: But he's like, (laughs) I don't want to be typecast because 16 Candles had come out two years prior. And it's like the same thing. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, it's a different take on a teenager, but it's basically like a love triangle in which like there's always one end that just does not belong. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Ducky and Anthony McElhall's character.
0: Well, maybe I didn't – so I think that I mentioned this earlier. In a, the original cut of this movie, she ends up with Ducky. Does she really? Yeah. yeah. I read that. So Andy and Ducky end up together after the prom. Like, he takes her to the prom and she is like, fuck you, Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> like, I'm here with my boo. And she and Ducky end up together and then they tested that with audiences and girls were like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> she would yeah. never end up with Ducky. And in like, in all fairness, like, I'm like, she would never end up with either of them. She's super cool, and these two dudes are losers. Yeah. yeah. But I found it really, really interesting, just, like, the thought that it felt very much to me like John Hughes wrote Ducky for himself. And yeah, the he, got, he wanted c- the girl yeah like the original cut of the script would be like the nerdy best friend getting the girl versus the ending of 16 candles and that girls across the nation would just like rise up and be like no you don't understand anything
1: this is not for you this is for us this is so (laughs) unrealistic she would never stay with that guy
2: (laughs) I feel like if this movie was made in 2018 I would root for
1: like her to just end up alone being
2: like fuck you guys you don't deserve to,
1: me. I'm going to fashion school. Peace out. Yes.
0: yes. I'm moving I'm going to, to New fashion York. fashion school. I'm going to New York. I'm going to meet my future husband Getting in out of like this 10, shit, 10 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Not now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't mention this yet. <laughs> I was two-thirds through the movie before I registered that Andrew McCarthy's name was Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Blaine. <laughs> Just fantastic names. In all of my notes before, like at some point, James Spader says, what are you doing, Blaine? And (laughs) Andrew McCarthy's like, shut up, Steph. And I was like, these could not be these people's names. (laughs) Um, In all of my notes before that moment, I called him. So firstly, I referred to him as ice dreamsicle. Don't know where that came from. And then the rest of my notes say Jason. I don't know who Jason is. <laughs> Jason would have been a better name for him than Blaine. Yes.
1: Uh, Such a I, better cute guy name. I didn't know his name was Blaine. I, to this point, do not know his name. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are uncovering this truth. For me. Like, I heard it through the movie, but I did wish I had listened to it with um, closed captioning, because I was like, what this is this? What is, what are you talking about? Yeah, calling that's him? why And Ducky then I makes, was just, I Ducky know, makes
2: and, a joke of, uh, his name is Blaine, what is he, a kitchen appliance? <laughs> <I was> like,
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god. Yeah. Ducky's uh, snarky quips were the best. Yeah. I know When like, he was like kind of drunk and upset, he was very mean, but like very on point. I liked it. Yeah,
0: a lot. I feel like I liked all of his shtick. Like at some point, because I feel like at the very at the very beginning of the movie, I kept thinking to myself, like I wrote thirty times, "Ducky is a creep, fuck Ducky." And then at <laughs> some point in my notes to myself, I wrote, "Okay, Ducky's winning me over. I'm into this shtick." Like there's one point where he he gets thrown into the girls' bathroom and yes. he's like, "Doors on the stalls." <laughs> You got that a machine <laughs> in here, <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm staying here until I get some answers." So like, he also, okay. I
1: think, maybe started the phrase, "I'll wait,"
0: because that's yes. what he says.
1: He's <laughs> like, call, call, call the principal in here. Call administration. I'll wait." and just stands there um i think it, they just made him hard to love at the beginning because he like came in he was talking really fast and then he leaves andy and then walks up to two girls and says like hey how do you guys feel about being pregnant by the end of the semester uh,
0: and i was like what
1: the fuck like why would bummer. you say that to a person that's horrible and yeah rightfully so they they like smacked him in the face and i was like okay Justice has been
0: served. So, you know, okay, we can move on. <laughs> I feel like it was just because that – and that happens like five minutes into the movie maybe. At least that's how I'm remembering it. Yeah. I feel like it was just so that they could establish it as like, oh, but he's not gay. Like, yeah. he's super weird <laughs> and very fashionable but not gay. It's okay, America. He likes girls. I they actually had use... to look up
2: – I had to look up if John Cryer is gay because I was uh, not sure he is married to a woman. Okay. Great. In case anyone was
0: wondering, I, just, I thought he was so adorable and perfect in his little fedora. I was like, please let With him his bowl really of be, yeah,
1: yes. and the sunglasses, yeah. No, that whole look, and they're creepers, like right? The shoes are called creepers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they are called creepers. They're cool. I just love them. Yeah, there was definitely a lot going on with the clothing. Um, at the very beginning when they show Molly Ringwald getting ready for school, I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of pantyhose that you're layering on because it's like a white pair and then some socks and then something on top of that and then a jacket. And there's always like some mesh thing that she's wearing. and. I have a huge problem with the outfit that she was wearing to go on her first date with Blaine.
0: Oh, it's <gasps> oh my god, can we talk about Gray Granny Paisley monstrosity? Uh, yeah, my grandmother, <laughs>
1: I feel like, has that outfit. That is
0: literally what I wrote. From, I that, like, from
1: the 80s. I'm pretty sure I wrote down that um, oh man, she's she got stood up, but at least she didn't have to go out in that outfit. And then I was like, oh no. <laughs> And then I basically wrote like, oh, and then he asked you to change and yeah, out. Because then Burn. he
0: says, oh, do you want me to take you home to change? And she's like, I already did. And I was like, girl, uh, take a hint. Take that skirt off or
1: something. The cardigan—I don't know—it was just so awful. It was all bad. It was really
2: bad. The long string of pearls. Yeah, wasn't doing her any favors. The girl at
1: the party who was a bitch and was like, "I love your pearls." I was like, "Oh yeah, you deserve that though." (laughs) Like that—you walked right into that one. (laughs) I love that this movie,
2: like most teen movies, like whenever you have really rich teen characters, they all act like adults and dress like them.
0: There yeah. was a very weird moment at that party. When- there
1: a lot of weird moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the party has a lot of – it's just, like, preppy white people acting wild. Like, bro wild, wild.
0: Yeah, growing out. It was just, like, the 80s bros. Andrew McCarthy and Molly Ringwald go upstairs. Oh, after he's like, so you want to go upstairs? And I was like, yo, dude, slow it down. You took her to a terrible party.
1: Yeah. No, and she had a very appropriate reaction to that. was like, I'm not going to let you get in my pants, so just I'm going to go home. And he's like, no, it's just quieter up there. And I'm like, said every and why guy did he,
0: ever. Yeah, why would you take her to a party if you want to yeah, have quiet can time? Can we just Come go on, outside dude. and sit in your car? Like, it's the same. Well, so they go upstairs and they open this bedroom door. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to hold it together. James Spader is else. like – Pressing all of the buttons on a VCR like he is a grandfather in 1984 (laughs) um, in just like very small underwear. And an open robe, again, like a grandfather in 1984, except that he has like a weirdly hairless body that I was like, mm, not buying this. <laughs> um, and Andrew McCarthy walks in and he's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? You want to come in? And the whole time, it seems to me that James Spader is alone in this bedroom trying to get a VCR to work. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what What? are you doing at this party, man? And then when Andrew McCarthy and Molly Ringwald walk in, Benny, his girlfriend's name is Benny, walks out of the bathroom, again, in some kind of robe or underwear, as if, like, this is the lord and lady of this house. Like, they are behaving as if they are middle-aged, they are a middle-aged married couple. And, like, she's too drunk at a party, and her husband's like, okay, Sharon, I guess we should go home now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't get this damn VCR to work.
0: (laughs) Let's go get you to throw up. Yeah, it's so
1: bizarre. Well, so in this scene, she also drops the F-bomb, and by F-bomb, I mean she says the word faggot. And it's really awful. It really – like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was, like, shook. I was like, whoa, lady. It's like like when we
2: watch Heathers and it was also used. And I'm like, oh, this –
1: does it just doesn't sound good. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, like, it's shocking. And she calls blame that for defending this girl who, like, in all fairness, has never, like, purposefully singled her out for anything. She got in trouble in her calculus class for – or no, I think that was, like, their – history class i just remember them talking about history anyway uh she gets in trouble because her teacher literally hears her saying horrible things to molly ringwald and she's like all right well you're gonna do extra homework because you're being rude and she calls her an asshole and he stands up for her and he's being a nice guy and she calls him a faggot and i i was
0: alarmed i was horrified i was Ugh. it didn't it didn't sit well with me I also, I and maybe this is me, and again, I, I don't, I really don't understand the way that girls, especially mean girls, were written in movies in the 80s, because, like, I feel like I was kind of a bitch in high school, um, but I never, I, I don't think I ever treated anyone this way, because, like, more than anything, like, more than I hated anyone else, I hated myself, so I wasn't walking around calling people derogatory names, Um And I can't imagine, I really can't imagine a, like, popular blonde girl in high school calling her boyfriend's friend, like, a slur. Like, I just can't see that happening.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you guys this, because, like, we all went to high school, and Jen and I went to the same high school for two years. And it was a huge school, so, like, you did have cliques, but there were so many of them that you kind of if you found friends like that's where you stuck around but I never encounter like mean girls like they're written in movies like like yeah sometimes you and and most I feel like my relationship with girls and like girls that I thought were popular it was mostly in my head that I thought they were mean because like what's happened is that like after graduating high school and college like I've actually met people that like were popular in high school like as an adult and they like everyone's just as insecure and you kind of project ideas onto other people and it's mostly just in your head i'm not saying like there are no bullies in high school but it's never as dramatic as they're portrayed in movies especially girls
1: yeah i think girls what they do in high school is like you said you project this idea of another girl being bitchy and it it stems from insecurity and feeling unsure of yourself and envying another person for things that they exactly. have that you think that are better than you and you think that they believe that they're better than you. So you put yourself down. I think that that is entirely everything that surrounds girl drama when you're talking about high school. I don't think that girls are necessarily, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't think that some girls can be mean because I've seen it and I know it happens, but um, I don't think that it's something I personally ever experienced. I for sure think I felt that way, but I don't think it was ever actually real to where someone was actually unkind to me because I was lesser than them or I didn't have as many friends as them. I think it was more just me thinking I don't have as many friends as this person or I don't wear as nice clothes as she does or I don't have, you know, whatever that she does and putting myself down and then feeling this negative way towards that person or that group of girls because a lot of times, you know, girls like that hang out together. So it's easy to kind of label the girls that are have more friends, are more popular, have nice things and say that those are the bitchy girls of high school. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Um, because I think once you leave high school, like you said, you kind of realize that everybody was kind of going through something different in high school and you're not really... Yeah, You were, we were all clueless. Yeah, of yeah. course. I think, and but... I, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no. Um, I, I was just going to say, and part of the experience of being a teenager is how clueless you are about the fact that other people have feelings and internal lives and experiences that you have no idea about.
2: Yeah, and I think this movie... In a way, like, yeah, the mean girls are almost, like, caricatures of mean high school girls, but the main character feels real. Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah. that's – and that's – I think it's Molly Ringwall I
0: like, do, Like, it's
2: – she's so natural, because, like, I've seen her – I – my sister watched, I think, the first season of uh, The Secret Life of the American Teenager, I want to say, was the show. On ABC Family with like
1: Shailene uh, Woodley, yes, and she gets and and she gets pregnant.
2: Yeah, and she was she's a mom on that show, Mm -hmm. and like she's like the same like warm, just natural Molly Ringwald from all these movies. Same thing. The few episodes she's shown up in uh, Riverdale because she is Archie's mom.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she is
0: Archie's mom. And in like one
2: of the episodes in like the most recent like the current season, which is nuts. She's like the voice I haven't watched
0: the newest one. Me she's a voice of
2: reason okay. because everyone on that it goes off the deep end and she's like she shows up and just speaks the truth and you're like, "Oh, I love you so much. You need to it back. do more."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did I wrote down at some point like how is she so young? Cuz she's really really young when these movies are being filmed. She was the
2: same age. I think I read that she turned 18 when this movie was when this movie premiered and Sixteen Candles was came out two years before that. So like she really was the age um that she was playing. Which like makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, she seems to have like such a vulnerable sensitivity on yeah. screen that just makes me feel for her a lot. And she wears the hell out of a kimono. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: She <laughs> like does. That it's pink a really cute kimono. One. Mm-hmm. So
1: cute. The cutest thing she wears the entire movie, I would venture to say. Yes, agreed. She doesn't. She wears some outfits, and I'm like, okay, fine. Like a floral dress with like a blazer and a hat. Okay, passable. Some of the other weird clothes that she wears, I'm not a fan of. They do veer into like the very eighties. Like she,
2: she has the like uh, the socks. Yes. Like over the tights. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. Like, I feel like like Ducky's look, you can kind of wear that right now and not. I mean, in my opinion, you would look fashionable. Some people would think you look weird, whatever. But her, a lot of her looks and like all the prom dresses, you're like, oh, yes, I am watching an 80s movie.
0: Yeah. But I would have really loved to see her in Record Store Girls prom dress. Yes. Me too. She she should have gone retro yes I would have loved to see that scene of her like trying on that one trying on the one her dad gave her like maybe a third more 80s one but but we never get that we just get like this really ugly (laughs) upside down (laughs) triangle dress coffin (laughs) dress horrible! I do
2: like the, the makeover scene in this movie is her making a dress
1: yeah i do like yes. that she's making it herself i'm just really i was upset with her the whole time because i was like oh no you were taking she's this beautiful ripping that dress her friend looks so cute with the beehive i was right. i just i loved it and, and her it, mom got it for her yeah especially oh. because of and she said like this was the only day in my life that i looked normal you know and she so she has like fond memories of it and i think um so this person i don't know her name either i want to say it was like maybe fiona but i can't i don't know for sure i call her record store girl the record whole time. store yeah her well, name so was she- iona, iona. Oh.
2: okay see i, I had to look it sure.
1: up <laughs> Well, Iona was interesting because um, she was for sure in a very horrible relationship because when they first introduce her, at, you know, when Molly Ringwald's at her job working, she like answers the phone to who is presumably her boyfriend. And she talks about how she had a horrible time because she ended up locked up in the back seat of this person's car. Oh, and yeah. And thinking, wow, you are in like something really messed up and you need to get out. And, um, but I find it interesting cause she's not really like a mother figure cause she doesn't really fill that role. Cause I don't think that she's adult enough, but she definitely feels kind of like a role of like a, an older sister and like another like female friend that she can talk to about like, you know, boys and stuff. Cause she has her dad and ducky and she doesn't have any other girlfriends other than like that weird bitch girl, Jenna, who's always smoking cigarettes, even in gym class and picking on popular girls yeah a lot of smoking (laughs) indoors and she's like constantly judging her because she like maybe likes a rich person and it's like what do you mean and she like criticizes her because she's like what are you going to do are you going to be a doctor and it's like you're in high school why wouldn't (laughs) you be able to be a doctor doctor. (laughs) maybe she will oh right there's still time wrong with that (laughs) yeah so she like it's like the mom in in manhattan it is these these damn oppressors Right. But She, um, but yeah. So this record store lady was interesting because she like lets her come over. And, I mean, she does kind of weirdly live vicariously through her. But I think eventually she like grows into a person where she's like, I'm gonna find a healthy relationship with a normal guy and be a normal person. And she starts dating, you know, that one dude at the end. The pet seemed, shop guy. <laughs> the pet shop
0: guy who seemed normal-ish. There were a lot of directional choices made for record store girl <laughs> that I didn't necessarily understand. Firstly, how old is she? Because that dress from her prom seems to insinuate that she went to prom in the 50s. Yeah. Which yeah. would make her like like 60. <laughs> I, was I was trying, trying to think. figure that
1: out. Maybe her mom bought it for her because it reminded her of the 50s and she wanted her daughter to look like she didn't. In the 50s at prom. Okay. So, like, maybe she was in high school in
0: the 70s. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, because she does say that she, like, did a lot of drugs in the 70s. You know, when she's, like, talking about this new guy, she's like, I don't know if I did a lot of drugs or
0: maybe I'm really in love. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Cool. But then there's also this very just strange and to me, like, cringeworthy couple of moments where. Ducky kisses record store girl, and you're supposed to think that like she's super into it. And
2: she's he, a if child. It were me,
0: yeah. If it were me, I would be like, get the hell away from me. I do not understand what is happening here. Like know, he be could really be, upset.
2: he could be 18 because they are about to graduate. Um, but still
1: she says that he's young enough to be her son and then says but i don't know because when he kissed kissed me my thighs were on fire and i was like that's (laughs) a really like were someone your age okay like
2: i would just be like like, say that out loud to yourself again just like listen
0: just like not a thing no your thighs being on fire yeah (laughs) Unless like I am like in Maybe my missing soul out. cycle class, <laughs> <laughs> crying yeah, <like> if I, <laughs> as per
2: usual. <laughs> After I decided to take the stairs to the yes. second floor.
1: That's been like the <laughs> hardest part about having a bum knee is that I can't exercise and I feel so lazy. Oh no. But uh, and you've been so into
2: it and like really I know. good about it.
1: Because I'm old and becoming an old. Me, me too. Woman. I'm we, going to we be a record store lady.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll she's, never be record store lady. She's kind of badass, though, because she owns her own business. She's an independent woman. So I like that they, you know, she and she's like very eccentric when you first meet her. I'm pretty sure like the front of her hair is a like a spiky mohawk around the yeah. front of her head and then a ponytail in the back so like that's a real crazy like party in the front <laughs> it's in the back <laughs> yeah like i
2: i am down for her to be in a normal relationship but i don't want like it's fine if you're different
1: yeah i don't I like that she look. has to conform to being like yeah. oh, this is this normal 80s guy and i'm gonna wear lady suits now and kind of look like a mom a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I also – I struggle to understand, like, whose mom did you look – She seemed – okay, she looked to me, like, maybe five to seven years older than Mel, than Molly Ringwald in this movie. Yeah. So I was really struggling with the idea that, like, oh, she looks like a mom. Like, no, she I didn't doesn't. think so either. Yeah, I <laughs> thought maybe, like
1: – I, I mean, I don't know that I think that she was maybe just a couple years older. I was thinking maybe like 10 years older than her. So like older sister, but not quite a mom because she's not quite so wise. She has a ways to go. I don't know. She was, she was an odd character, but I did like that they had like their moments and she was very supportive of her and listened to her complain about this guy who stood her up because she felt like she was trash and wasn't enough for him, which... He was a really shitty person for oh my God. lying to her. Yeah, and, and
2: then he's like, at the end, he tells her, like, I believed in you and you didn't believe in me. And it's like. Bullshit. What the fuck? Get out of here.
1: Yeah. She called you and you never called her back. And you lied to her you face and told her. her that you asked somebody else out to the prom a month before and you forgot about it. Like, oh. Yeah, uh-huh. like she
2: was absolutely right that he was going to let his friend's opinions of her interfere with their relationship. That's exactly what he did.
1: She did believe in him. She believed I, to, for him to be a shitty person. Yeah. I think that she um, – I really like that she actually, as like this teenage girl, stood in front of him and like yelled at him yes. and was like,
0: no, what about prom?
1: <laughs> yeah, like tell me, like just say it. Just tell me that like you don't want to date me because you're ashamed of me. And that is – Really bold of her. I don't know that as a high school student, I'd have the wherewithal or like the courage to not oh, be no. super horrified and just run away and hide. You know, I think that would be my instinct is to literally like avoid that person, like, oh, they don't want to see me, they're avoiding me, and then just like be depressed and like crawl into a hole and like never to be seen again. That's what hap- would happen to me if that were.
2: Yeah, I would never like cause a scene or like yell at someone demanding oh, the no. truth. Oh, no. avoid especially, them. Especially,
0: especially not, not in front in of his school. locker. Yeah. No, no. no. So no, she I was, loved it. Badass. I was so proud of her. Like, what about prom?
2: Yeah, and then for going to the prom, prom alone, even though, like, she didn't really walk in alone. She hesitated yeah. and, you know. Uh, Ducky to
0: the rescue. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, which which was nice, I thought. Like, I, I thought that that moment between them was, was nice, especially when, like, he – when she clearly wants to go dance with Andrew McCarthy and Ducky's like, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he redeems himself because I think prior to that, their conversation
1: was, you know, her telling him that she's going on a date with his guy. And he'd been building up this whole, you know – love declaration to her but he never got around to it and then you know she's interested in someone else and she doesn't see him that way and the way that he takes the blow is mm. really like he goes on to like lecture her and I'm just thinking like who are you to like tell her that she's wrong for having feelings for someone else like you never shared that information with her up until now
0: Yeah. why do you think and, that she's and a and even if he did you? she does not feel the same way right Yeah, and I
2: think if she had, she would have told you. Like, it's not – like, she seems like a very honest person that goes for what she wants. Like, when Andrew McCarthy first comes into the store and she's, like, into him, like, she flirts back. Yeah. She knows what she's – like, it's not that she's just like, I'm going to be alone forever. Or I'm
1: poor and I can't talk to you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You guys – Who is Steve Lawrence?
1: Oh, my God. I don't know. (laughs) But I really wanted to look up some of that music because I was very much concerned about what recommendations she was giving him at a record store. Like, uh, So I have to say that her interactions with Blaine at the beginning of this movie is starting at the record store – are awkward and painful for me <laughs> they just don't they feel really hard like i'm just like ooh, like what are you doing like oh I mean, it's so high school two high school students yeah, flirting exactly it. but it, it captures that because it's yeah. like she's like um well you know you should try that or he's like is this good she's like yeah it's what does she say There's she like, says it's, it's
0: hot. white hot yeah. it's white hot white hot which know. yes, Steve Lawrence appeared to be a white man on the cover, so I was like, "Okay, <laughs> but like I older, buy it." She's not so wrong. white man, he was much older. Yes. Yeah, that's what I couldn't figure out. I was like, "What do you mean white hot?" Like, because I thought for sure, based on like the way that she dressed and like that awesome scene behind the school where she's wearing those Ray Bands and she's like drawing in her book. I was like, "Oh, oh this yeah. girl listens to the Clash. Yeah. Like, she is such a little punk." Yes, I'm into it. And then the record that she suggests. Is some dude in a blazer Named Steve Lawrence That I'm like What 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 is happening here What kind yeah. of piano man is this What is going on <laughs> I don't know who this is Yeah
1: the music in this movie Was great It was all really good 80s movie, music um, Which I appreciated But I don't think that The music that she And, and this guy talked about Because then he comes back And he's like I don't really like that record And I was like Yeah bitch It's like this old guy I don't know why I would recommend <laughs> that Like you're bad did you do it on purpose? Like I don't know. <laughs> and then she starts recommending like Lionel Richie, which I'm like, okay, Lionel. Yeah, Lionel I, I Richie. Lionel. And then I don't remember who else she says in between.
2: And She's then she Madonna.
1: Goes, but yeah, she gets to
0: Madonna, which and, like,
2: yeah, couldn't okay, that be the cool. album that he was trying to buy? Yeah, why wasn't it that wouldn't that make the sense. first
0: choice? Yeah, yeah. Andy. Did he say that she was too controversial or something, or too deep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was saying Madonna's too deep. I was like, "Mm, maybe you need to read up on Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, But yeah. So back to prom. Oh, you guys, duckies. Okay, so let's talk about how bad Andy's dress was, but Duckie's tuxedo at prom. Amazing. Um, It was like navy blue, shiny with like black lapels. I was like, yes, I am here for this tux. Yeah. The hair everything oh, it was so good. also
1: her reaction when she saw him I was like wait what did he do and then I was like oh it's the outfit it's really good because <laughs> she's like oh my god and I was like wait what I missed like the makeover and then I was like oh no, no no it's the outfit he looks really cute and then that's what it was it's like nice embossed blazer and it's like
0: the bolo tie with like a yes. giant sapphire it was really nice I couldn't help but think like if Ducky's character had been written just a tiny bit different like John Cryer was so cute with his he dimples was. he looked like such a and he looked like such a like high school cutie like just just a just change it a little bit just like be a little bit more normal sauce buddy <laughs> Yeah they were close like I feel like John
2: Hughes was close to having like a good character
1: well, I do think and, that if it were written today that there is probably a a higher probability that she could have ended up with him and it would have been yeah. more normal versus then because I think then it's like if you think it, at all of like these 80s movies, you know, they definitely portray like hunks and people ending up with like the hot people at the end being like the conclusion of these storylines. I don't think that it's necessarily like ending with the unconventional person is really yeah the more... that's
2: what the teen girls wanted yeah that's they what wanted i had the to change, change
0: the ending yeah but i think a lot of that probably has to do with like i don't know to me ducky is super annoying in this movie he is <laughs> like, like yeah take a hint at no point is andy even like a little bit conflicted about it she's just like you're my friend I want to bone Andrew McCarthy. Like, yeah. let's leave it at that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when he calls and leaves,
1: like, 10 messages, it's like, dude, come oh on. Oh, my God. Like, every minute he leaves another message, I would I would murder him. That would but be terrible. But I do really
0: wish that she had ended up with no one. Like, hashtag Blaine sucks. He did yeah. nothing yeah. in yeah. this whole movie.
1: He showed up at the end with t- his tail between his legs, and you just took him back. So, Yeah.
2: I think they just dated for the summer and she
0: broke up with him before she went to college. That's what I like to think. Do you think she went to, like, UCLA and, like, and told him before they left, like, we'll stay together, don't worry, and then she went off to college and, like, never called him again? (laughs) Yes. it's just,
1: like... (laughs) I hope so.
0: Do you think she went to, like, um, fashion design
1: school and was like, yeah, I used to date a guy who used to wear white pants? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because
0: he did that and... Yeah. the all white suit. Yeah. I feel like she probably, and then probably designed an entire fashion line based off of like James Spader's wardrobe mixed with Ducky's wardrobe. Like James Spader's weird linen suits with like <laughs> all of Ducky's accessories. Yeah. Yeah. The bolo ties, and the creeper shoes, and the fedoras,
1: <laughs> and this cool like oval round sunglasses. Mmm. They were really cool. They're very on trend. Their hairstyles yeah. were
0: so good. They were I do have to say one of my favorite scenes in this movie is um she is going out on her first date with Blaine. Her first and only date from what I can tell with Blaine. Um and and Ducky leaves the store and there's a whole like sad montage of him like in the rain, <gasps> yes. like in a corner is on top sitting? of like
1: yeah, is he sitting in, like, a trash can? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's
2: yeah. sitting out in the rain crying in, like, is not an, yeah. bad
1: enough. It's like a graffitied alleyway. It's very depressing. Oh. And then he what stands about- outside of the record yes. store like waiting and I and I'm thinking like can he see into this girl's apartment I don't think he could but he just stood there and then like this Asian dude just walked up to him and like stares him down and like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the point of that was but it was a part of this movie
0: we just needed more sadness montage from yeah. Ducky yeah it was necessary to get to that 90 minute mark <laughs> it was
2: they, they came very close yeah they're like okay we need we need more sad shots <laughs>
0: I, I think I would have appreciated like a little bit more Ducky a little bit more James Spader because there are these weird moments with James Spader's character where he's like when his girlfriend is being really absurdly over the top mean to Andy and Andrew McCarthy and he's like alright honey like let's go Yeah. that I can't figure out like what what is your game here James are you just like bored all of the time I think he I, hates himself I think a so lot. Oh, yeah, I like and like that.
2: hates his girlfriend and just like his life. Yeah, even like I he's feel like, rich. like I almost wanna, I almost wanna feel that he sees Andy and she does whatever she wants. She is, for the most part, as a high school student, true to herself, and he's kind of like in this role of rich
1: white guy in a high school,
2: and he's just bored.
1: He's yeah. not even at his party. He's sitting upstairs. He's like, upstairs in a rope, trying to trying to get he, the PCR like, to work. He talks about this party, like, oh, it's like the last one I'm gonna have, so I guess it better be a good one. But like you're not even participating in this Dude, party. Dude, you're going you're to just, college. This yeah, is a starter party. I know. He just seems and then he talks they talk about money because they have a conversation about her and he's like do you really think I give a shit about the money that I have? Like, no, it doesn't mean anything to me because I have so much of it. And it's, you know, he's just clearly like this very spoiled, jaded person who is feeling unloved because he talks about how, like, his parents are never
0: there. He's like, might as well take advantage until Sunday, you know, like, because his parents are gone. I don't know. I do feel like in the best possible version of this movie, there's, like, a scene where James Spader and Ducky are making out under the bleachers at, like, (gasps) uh, a (laughs) A football
1: game
0: <laughs>
2: yes
1: he grabs his butt through the white pants yeah yeah like
2: their fight takes a turn yeah
1: or they're romantic because they get caught up in all that passion on that redhead yeah <laughs> yeah Ducky does kind of kick his ass he like you know cut his lip yeah. and I was like alright Ducky oh my
0: god they have a fight scene I didn't even remember that yeah that's you know what that's where it takes a turn Alba you're right yeah. yep yep that's where their their relationship sparks.
1: And then years later, they meet up again. And it's like, oh, remember oh that God. time we rolled around together?
0: Yes. <laughs> they go to the same college. They experiment a little. They date women for a while. Then they figure it out. And then they get married. And then all of, everyone from high school is invited. And then <laughs> Andy shows up with her super hot... Professor, probably because she seems like that kind of girl. Yes. And then Andrew McCarthy shows up alone. Oh, this is a way better movie.
2: <laughs> we should get stars on the sequel to Pretty in
0: Pink. Yeah. It's called Shitty in Pink. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So that do you do you guys have any other thoughts on this movie? I I. I think I should probably watch Sixteen Candles because I don't know if I was a super fan of this movie. You, you should.
1: should. I liked yeah. this movie. I think it was good. I like Sixteen Candles better. I think it yeah, was a better movie. same. But this one was good also. I don't have any, um, you know, I think just like shitty teenage characters were shitty teenage characters. But I'd say overall um, it was better. You know, you don't have people – other than like the one girl using like slurs in this movie, <laughs> it's it's okay. It's pretty okay to me. I liked it. It was a good. One. Yeah. And this this was my first time watching it. By the way, I had never seen this movie, so but I Jennifer, had seen. I know it's becoming a theme. I, well, speaking of a theme, can you guys make the connection to Ben Affleck in this movie? I'm not saying that I can. I'm just asking. Oh it's Okay. The thing that We okay. said we All were right. gonna do. So let's rack our little brains. No, this is so good. Um
2: dun, dun, dun. This is hard. I feel like this is a thing that we need to do before the
1: episode. I know. I may have because like, <laughs> We can be <laughs> we
0: we we have to figure this out. I'm gonna cut all this dead space.
1: Okay, <laughs> cool. So we're gonna we're gonna think this through.
2: Ooh. I think okay. So James Spader was in Crash. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. Who was he in Crash? He is uh James Ballard. I have not watched this movie. And actually this is It's not the movie Crash Oh It's a different <laughs> it's, Crash It's actually about like Someone getting to a serious car accident Oh no But it is a movie that exists <laughs> um, And Holly Hunter is in that movie Okay Holly Hunter is in Batman vs. Superman With <gasps> Ben
0: Affleck No Oh my oh. god She
1: Another? plays a
0: senator another <laughs> Ben Affleck connection we're doing yep. this every episode guys sorry yeah we'll we'll come prepared next time um okay so now that we've made our Ben Affleck connection any last thoughts on this movie I love Molly Ringwald and like I, I think I, like I,
2: I have always loved her but I it had been a while since I watched a movie with her in it and I just like like especially like her early movies And I just, I love her. And like, I I get why those movies were so popular and should hold a special place no matter how problematic they can be. I think we can see them as like important for their time, but we've learned and we're better. And it's kind of great to watch this movie in 2018 and have a visceral reaction to the war faggot and not
0: just listen to it and be like, oh, that's normal.
2: Yeah. So.
0: I, I also think there's something about her on screen that is so beautiful and magical that like they could have put anyone next to her. Like they could have put, I thought Andrew McCarthy was really dreamy, but they could have put like literally like a pile of mashed potatoes next to her. <laughs> yeah. And I would have been like, yes, they have so much <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> Guys, what is Ducky's real,
1: real name? John Cryer. No, no. no. movie. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Silly. He
0: says it at some. point? Is it Phil? It is. Is it Phil? It's Phil. Because
1: it they're at that club and she's like, Phil, shut up. She's like so mad
0: at him. Oh my god, you guys, we didn't even we didn't even acknowledge that Andrew Dice Clay is the bouncer.
1: <gasps>
0: <gasps>
1: is that yes. is.
0: Oh my god. You're right. <sighs> okay, so. Um, to wrap things up this has been May I Speak to Pizza I'm Natalie Levy-Costa please 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 rate and review us on iTunes Um, reviews are really really important and if you like this and want other people to find out about it either tell them about us or review us on um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts you can follow me at NRLSEE on Twitter and Instagram I'm Jen Schaefer you can follow me at Yo It's Jen
1: On Twitter and Instagram and I think I'll also be tweeting out a Steve Lawrence song and I'll put out a poll to find out if you can write hot or not so we can all judge together. (laughs) I'm leaning towards not. Probably not but um, yeah please rate and review guys or share with your friends. Tell someone about it. Yeah.
2: And uh, I am Alba Towers. You can follow me at Alba Towers on both Instagram and Twitter. And to wrap this up, I'm going to go ahead and close with uh, one of my favorite list Lemon quotes. Yes to love. Yes to life. Yes to staying and
1: more. Yes. Yes. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.